I feel you there. Anything else to say? I'm looking at my notes. Um, oh, yes. Yes, we have a very interesting article. Oh, true. I forgot about your article. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, now, <laughs> it was a good one, though. This one was a good one, though. So I'm actually excited. Pull it up. It was great. It was Thomas Friedman. So Yeah, I have it open in front of me right now. So you sent wait, it to I'm me. looking. Where is it? <laughs> Sorry, I could for say It was as, uh, I mean, at least the, the one, I mean, I don't suggest anybody spending, wasting their time reading this piece of shit. But uh, it was at least, you know, mercifully brief. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> because we have another article this no. week, which was, oh my God, yeah, unmercifully long. But the, You're going to have I'm to just, summarize the other one. Like, I'm not yeah, letting I'm not you read, read these Atlantic articles. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ban on the show starting today. No articles. You can't read articles by the Atlantic. From the Atlantic. <laughs> Only two paragraphs maximum. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, but yeah, sorry, great. go ahead. This is not a plan. This is the New York Times. Uh, America 2020, where everyone has rights and no one has responsibilities. By Thomas L. Friedman. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you, Thomas. All right. The conflict between Neil Young and Joe Rogan over the anti-vaccine propaganda, uh, anti-vaccine propaganda, Rogan is spread. So that's a given guys that's mm-hmm. not that's another point of debate here yeah. right through his podcast triggered a heated debate over the boundaries of free speech on platforms like a spotify and whether one entertainer young had the right to tell a spotify <laughs> to drop another broken i mean this motherfucker why do you write like that why 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 <laughs> just the fucking anyway yeah they oh, love would, those m dashes I just like who talks like that? What do you think this is? Like uh, your Voltaire in like 17th century? Uh, anyway, sorry, just Rogan, young. <laughs> anyway, or he would leave himself. But this clash was about something more than free speech. Really, really, Thomas, was it? As a as journalist. A... <laughs> as a, I, by the way, again, I would like to clarify we are not journalists. Yeah. I don't know what journalism is. Whatever it is, it feels like it is. It feels like equivalent of like a prophet. Like I'm, a, I'm a journalist. Follow me. That is true from all sides in a way. Sometimes. Yes, yes. As a journalist who relies on freedom of speech, I would never, never advocate tossing Brogan off a of Spotify. But as a citizen, oh my God, citizen, the Greek citizen Thomas Friedman, I sure appreciate Young calling him out over the deeper issue colin i mean again why do, who puts Colin? how is that even how is that we have morphed into a country where people claim endless rights while fewer and fewer believe they have any responsibilities one more is time it? whether this is i mean maybe this is even right but how <laughs> do you know that 10 15 years ago these things bother me a lot this wasn't the case, right? Where people didn't oh, yeah, I, I and behave that, yeah. in this exact hey, same hey, way hey, that they had reason. rights and respons- responsibilities. Like, how do you know that we've morphed into a, into a country? I mean, I know you've been alive for a little bit, so maybe at least... I'm sorry, maybe they <laughs> That's how, but these kind of things bother me um, <laughs> I, so much. Look, 
I do think there can be analytical arguments made for a case that, for example, I mean, again, I think it's cyclical, but I do think, for example, you could argue 70s, there were more, let's say, family values, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. There are arguments to be made, but yeah. he's not making those. <laughs> he's just, he's doing this. He's all yeah. he is is a rhetorician. You know, he's, he's all about a style. I yeah. love, like, he's all, Thomas Friedman, he's always about on this hand. And on yeah. this hand, and on the other yeah. hand, and on the balance, <laughs> I, as a journalist, but as a citizen, but as a media person, I don't know. They don't see as the irony, fan. though, with all the scandals, even though how bulletproof they are, with all the scandals that they've been hit from Iraq war and all the other ones, they still, he still can write that, you know, you have a responsibility to your fellow citizens. So that's from like the next paragraph. Like, how did they, they, they forget? Yeah, let's I mean, go, you, let's... Need, you, you need this on, kind man. of. Man, Sorry. They, they ask the guy from Institute, what are you, why are you? True, so... I love how the Institute guy comes in into an opinion piece as if they're like, okay, is everything. <laughs> but, yeah. but read that paragraph before too about, you know, responsibility to your fellow citizens. So, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, as always with opinion pieces and we discuss this, you know, there is always sort of you drink a little bit of bullshit scientism yeah. to sort of add to your to heft of your you don't want to actually engage with scientific <laughs> arguments you just want to drink a little bit to for the idiots to exactly for those of little learning to be attracted so quote we are losing we are losing what could be called our social societal immunity argued dove seedman by the way I, uh, d-o-v i don't know how is that name pronounced dove seedman founder of ho hove Oh, how, how, either how Institute for Society, societal immunity, uh, quotation mark, societal immunity is the capacity for people to come together, do the hard things and look out for one another in the face of existential threats, like a pandemic or a serious challenge to the cornerstones of Man. their political and economic systems, like the legitimacy of elections or a peaceful transfer of power. This is this is like this is Trump. This is like you could replace that whole sentence with Trump. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, oh, with the elections, legitimacy of elections and peaceful trans Trump, 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 Trump. We are scared of Trump, 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 Trump. I mean, he again, he's doing the same thing. He's doing the same thing as Johan Harry did, as Thomas Friedman did, you know, without any kind of evidence. And you can find a million anecdotal examples that go against what he's saying, that back in the day, there were people looked after each other and, you know, everybody was doing what was best for everybody else. I mean, I can't believe if there wasn't World War II <laughs> during the past century, I don't know how people would look <laughs> back in the past century and stuff. I mean, thank God there are these clear, obvious, not thank God that they happen, but that there are these clear examples that show how messed up society also was a year ago, two years ago, five years, 10, 15, and so on and so forth. But they can still put these theories of how things are so specifically unique right now and changing in this way. Without, without putting forward any kind of evidence. So yeah, back then, um, Sam, I, you didn't know about this capacity for people to come together, do hard things and look out for one another in the face man, of existential threats. Definitely, have, definitely. Man, I've seen I'm that, yeah. sorry, again. Everybody, again, all, all white people I'm, in the US used to come out and be like, I'm not doing one more thing until black people have the same rights as me. Oh, you, haven't, <laughs> no, you haven't heard of that. Man, 
you haven't I'm heard sorry, of that. Man. I'm sorry, man, but you're just, it shows your lack of, you know, historical knowledge. You, I mean, all those white people that came together, put on those white hats yeah. <laughs> together, joined forces to, you know, perform pogroms on black people. In Russia, you know, all throughout history, people would come together in the village with, you know, torches and all that, and then burn the Jewish people. You know, all these, your, you know, all these group activities that you used to have, <laughs> all, these, all these great examples yeah. of unity, of people coming together. There was like a pandemic. You would blame it on a lady in the town who was like a witch or something. Yeah. And then you would burn her. And then the pandemic would obviously get better. So I don't, again, I feel like you are just being a, you're just like to criticize for the sake. Yeah, unfortunately, I really don't know anything. But Sam, I'm kind of reading and discovering this article with you right now, with everybody else. And I just cannot yeah. believe what I read in the first two sentences of the following paragraph. Okay, go ahead. You read it then. Okay. You read. So he you first read. goes, but societal immunity is a function of trust. I mean, I would usually stop right there and have fun with that. But no, then but he goes, please. disclosure, Seedman, <laughs> the guy, he just is a donor to my wife's museum planet word <laughs> i think we kind of have to stop here to be completely <laughs> i mean <laughs> i love thomas i mean i love I mean, the disclosure does he go on to explain how maybe this person is the only one in the world who has this kind of knowledge i mean you know there might still be a reason to talk to someone I... or base this article <laughs> on someone who donated it doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't know anything or he's irrelevant but Come on. Uh, no. They're taking this opinion piece, opinion thing a bit too far. It's not. Are they? It's even, called I mean, opinion, not bullshit. Like, oh, <laughs> like, there's like the opinions of a madman. <laughs> should Joe Rogan should just call his shows opinion, and then by this standard, <laughs> everything's free game. Oh Jesus. <laughs> But man, look, let's let I just wanted to get to this. Uh, I wanted to read this uh, thing about the uh, like it gets very scientific. <laughs> if, uh, you know, uh, let's fast forward through a couple of paragraphs. <laughs> Why are you laughing? The disclaimer <laughs> kills me though. <laughs> He's a donor to my wife's museum. <laughs> Yeah, he's not even trying to hire him. yeah like, you know my wife <laughs> he didn't donate to like something where he lives or like his kids school no, straight no, up <laughs> he sends a check to my wife every week <laughs> like, at least, man you work at new york fucking time at least go out of your way to interview somebody who's not yeah. a donor to your wife you're telling exactly in new york you're telling me or anywhere else in the world you couldn't find somebody else who would immediately answer to a response to of course be and, featured uh, the in the new york bullshit, times by the way yeah. exactly with the same you know bullshit team. i've been like these people who are like journalists like him and people want to be on their shows i've seen i was working they sent emails that are one sentences they're not like oh um, can you please come on my show? They're like, looking for blah, 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 expert, question mark. And people, everyone wants to be featured in the New York Times. They jump immediately. Oh, they're like, they're like, yeah, 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 of course, I'm free tomorrow today. <laughs> Whenever you want, let's talk. So it's not like yeah, you couldn't Thomas. find... 
So Man, Thomas else. is tired. Thomas just had, <laughs> he was probably the last guy who called him Dove, whatever his name is. I don't know, but yeah, he was like, yeah. He was talking to his wife, whatever, Jane, let's say she's called Jane. Jane, how's Dove? Can you call him and ask him about it? I mean, the level of research, the level of, yeah. anyways. Because the Rogan podcast episodes that set off the controversy, an interview with Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, who has gained fame with the discredited claims, completely ignored the four most important statistical facts about COVID today that highlights our responsibilities. I mean, even if the statistics are right, I don't, we'll get to yeah. responsibilities. And hey. I see he actually quoted another, he has a McKinsey study in here as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and his McKinsey, friend, another, my friend, Dr. Stephen scientist. Packer, president and CEO of Mongage Health and Community Hospital, Mount, Mount California. Jesus. It's, it's, I mean, it's for Thomas Friedman, New York Times opinion pieces are really, I figured this out after like a couple of years that it's basically showing off the people like, Ooh, look, um, I know Mohammed bin Salman. Ooh, I, now I'm in Dubai hanging out with this sheikh. Look at me. I know this guy. He donates to my wife, which is a bit of a weird anyway. Anyway, but uh, yeah, to, uh, to our fellow citizens, I, even more so to the nurses and doctors risking their lives to take care of us in a pandemic. By the way, I'm, I get, this is a side note. Just some controversial take there. I, I'm sorry, but doctors, are, uh, nurses, different story. But doctors, some of the highest paid people on earth. I'm sorry, you knew it's like army people that you oh you have to feel sorry for yeah, soldiers. Yeah. I'm sorry, but what did you think you signed up for when you like becoming doctor? No, like, doctors you thought you're gonna. For- for sure those jobs for the rest of it and sam actually nurses i mean i'm willing to bet that if you surveyed nurses in the u.s and around the world 30 or 40 percent would fall on the side of like arguments made on joe rogan's show and um dr malone when it comes to COVID, i mean so many of them yeah so many of them don't want yeah so no that's the irony like you know he's trying to bring them up to defend i mean i've seen it anecdotally you see the stats on those uh, who don't want to get vaccinated you see the the strikes that that they've done and walking out and all these protests so you know he, he'd actually be surprised that so many of them you know, don't I, agree I, with I, the official narrative yeah, around covid i know personally i know quite a lot of doctors that are vaccine hesitant and by the way and uh, nurses yeah, even and nurses a and lot nurses, I, I think even oh, more I don't know any. perhaps or but uh, no it's just i hate the reverence that doctors Mm. and nurses get why like i don't i'm sorry but i don't have any respect any more respect for their profession than i have for a street sweeper it's just and they like they they, like some of the stupidest people i've met (laughs) and listened to including dr robert malone are doctors they should not be allowed to give any opinions other than the expertise they have <laughs> yeah. because they're like mechanics. They understand the mechanism, but they can't, their brain doesn't really. I mean, Carson. that's where their skills are. That's where their skills and intelligence oh, yeah. are right. yeah. good for them. Okay. That's where, and some doctors are not like that. I know, some but have these, other oh my God, yeah. doctors are putting their lives in front uh, for on the front lines, but front lines 
fuck up you they get paid on more average than anybody uh, any other profession in every, every country they are their education is paid by the public because the it costs the fuckload to educate one doctor they end up like killing loads of people in the first couple of years until they figure out how to basically cure people and what oh my god after 100 years there was one pandemic maybe there is a one person in greece they might die i don't i'm sorry but fuck yeah anyway i yeah, yeah and i don't sorry. want anybody to die or anything like that i just <laughs> i these are just such I, ridiculous I better, I better hope i don't get sick just doc, the doctors are not gonna <laughs> live anyway yeah the first uh, yeah, all right the first three statistics are from center cdc uh latest surveys which are first, fine their survey their, their stats about yeah, you know yeah. vaccinated people's um chances of getting less sick and everything and you know i don't even yeah and i agree yeah, more with the stats right. that is sharing here than uh, many things I've heard on the Joe Rogan show, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't automatically assume they're right just because they were yeah. said on the Joe Rogan show. Exactly. No, the studies are actually quite right, and you know, it's just about how if you get vaccinated, you get less likelihood of hospitalization. Yeah, he blah, didn't blah, blah. talk about spreading and all that. I think he stayed away yeah, yeah. from that. Smartly, but so. then we get to the real study, the <laughs> McKenzie study last month about this stress. I mean, I love McKenzie. Like this is like I mean, I I worked in consulting, so you know uh, I feel and actually the person who I, one of the persons who I worked with actually was a McKenzie manager at some point I think, but uh, anyways. Uh, uh, like you know it's just consultancies about bullshit it's kind of about <laughs> like social sciences about bullshit and the best way to do bullshit is starting from bullshit so you start a study based on like a stress or anxiety something is not really uh, really measurable and you can like just bullshit about it so a McKinsey study last month about the stress on nurses oh <laughs> quoted Greta Berlin which is Gretchen Berlin, a registered nurse and a McKinsey partner. I don't know, by the way, how many nurses are McKinsey <laughs> partner, but yeah, just that should oh, be true. a giveaway. Is this all about like, <laughs> it's just all about like, it's all friends about the and... people he knows. <laughs> yeah. I told you, man, it's all about showing off his network. Yeah. That's all this is about. He's soon going to have I... someone from like his building. He's like, yeah, John living by in the, the way, ninth did floor. You know... <laughs> My dad once met Einstein, did you know? Yeah. Right, but, Chill you know, out. I'm going to be a bit more fair on the nurses than you're a little bit because, you know, anyway, read nurse, this. I, I am fair to, I was like yeah. saying nurses aren't paid. You were the one who were saying, I said, <laughs> I was very fair. No, anyway, no, no, I'm, go, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm very unfair to this nurse. As saying my many patients, especially at the start of this, had only the nurses with them for those final moments. And I'm not sure that we provided the decompression space for what that does to an individual who has to see that and support people through that over and over again. The level of stress that individuals are dealing with is going to have massive implication on everyone's well-being. Okay, uh, can I stop you right there? Can I stop you right yeah, there? Yeah, go ahead. Can, yeah, I, yeah. can I give you my two cents, right? I, First yeah, of all, even if you signed up to be a nurse and stuff, the pandemic hits. I understand it was more work. And anyway, so, you know, you can get tired. You need some time off. So that is completely fine. Sure, that happens. Yep. I'm, I would believe that nurses who had to work overtime, just like anybody else who had to work anywhere else overtime, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, 
you know, they could have gotten far more tired and maybe they didn't get enough days off after and all this. But what does any of this even have to do with the Joe Rogan? <laughs> Where I'm like totally confused. So this falls on Joe Rogan now and having Dr. Malone chap having, you know, made a few. I, mean, set a few I guess things. they're saying that's because he increases vaccine, not people getting vaccines. That's why. So that's clear over. misinformation. It's not, it's because not because, there's absolutely, the way, there's no, we don't know what effect his words no, have. No, I love so, the fact yeah, that, so, by the way, it's not that hospitals are overrun because yeah, of the last 30 years of mm-hmm. co- Very cut good funding, point. lack of investment. The last two years yeah. that we know there is this goddamn virus is going on. There has been no increase in the building of hospitals, nothing like that. No, it's goddamn Joe Rogan and yeah. uh, that idiot Robert Malone. But no, uh, no, I just yeah, I I agree, and I said that. No, but okay, like, yeah, everybody differ- gets no, no, tired. Did, I'm just I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, and of and course, I and if there's a yeah. I differentiated between doctors and nurses because doctors yeah. do get paid well, but nurses don't. But they can but also get tired say... even if even if you get paid a lot. You know, if you have an increased period of work, it's not that I particularly feel bad for you, but yeah, you feel uh, you'll okay, get tired. Yeah. You might need, um, you might need, you know, sleep. Okay, more sleep yeah, and rest. After... And a pandemic can't be the easiest thing for sure. I was just sorry. I just went outside of my head. I was like, you are saying, so you might need a sleep. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, the slave can sleep now. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but I just, I don't know. I just, when you talk about a real issue, I hate it when they get to all yeah. this emotional stuff about decompression space or what does to individual like man i don't know what i don't like people live in this romantic i feel like people in america and in europe sometimes live in these romantic like places or mind spaces or something like most people until quite recently would see like their brothers and sisters die at a young age because there was no fucking antibiotics or like oh my god i saw an eight-year-old man pass away how will i emotionally recover get over yourself like oh my god what it's i'm sorry but it's like sensitive yeah and i mean i don't even think that's what the nurses are are even saying no this nurse uh, this is i'm not i'm not not taking a stance (laughs) you keep trying to put you keep trying to make me have a fight with the nurses i have no intent i am anti-doctor i I swear you're gonna show up at a hospital soon and all the nurses would have heard this and they're not gonna come near you (laughs) they're just gonna have a baseball bat what did you say about the nurses what the fuck that's such a seinfeld joker thing because in seinfeld something like that would happen like they would talk shit about someone and they would need that person and somehow all those people would uh, would know about it <laughs> yeah that's a good yeah like you, well, it reminded me of the do you remember what was it the dominican day or the yeah, yeah actually i didn't day? want to open a sign but are you done with this because yeah i was gonna open the site yeah but, i'm but, fucking done with this friedman article and it was he talks good. to one another friend of his later on so <laughs> <laughs> that's take away from the article he no. talks to five of his friends <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah but sorry, go ahead with the thing. Dominican day thing. Yeah, that was, I remember the Dominican was, uh, it was like, they were stuck in the traffic. In the traffic yeah. Was it the Dominican or Puerto Rican parade? And then, I mean, sorry yeah, guys. Yeah, I think it's Puerto Rican. Yeah, sorry. Sorry for mixing all those things up. 
But yeah, it was, I, I remember then they, later on, there is this, those two guys who are like, what did you say about yeah. Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about No, it's so funny. And there's actually a doctor episode too. I was just watching last oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So relevant this. And Elaine the is dentist? like, no, 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 no. These are with doctors. And Elaine is like, Elaine was difficult in one of her like doctor visits. So, you know, this chart that they have, it's all about the chart and they keep on writing about it. You know, how oh, Elaine yeah. is difficult. So Elaine <laughs> can't find a doctor at some point. So I think the same thing is going to happen to you with the nurses. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to your blacklist. Your blacklist. <laughs> By the way, Elaine, uh, I watched this video on the take recently. It was about like how Elaine was like a, feminist hero before it was like fashionable mm. to be and i was like it's so right because elaine was just such a like as a in man i was completely like could empathize with elaine without mm. like it was not like it was a character without being like i elaine was just another character of the gang mm. she wasn't the the lady or yeah the yeah yeah no you're, you're or, you absolutely right they, they they blend it so well and she does take stands i can't think of them but explicitly take stands for some feminine stuff um um at times and things like this she, she but she's them. also like the other theories of self-interest yeah. oh yeah individual who is just like in oh my do you remember the episodes about what's that thing the what's that thing that female like it's like a female condom or something Oh yeah, I never heard of those outside of the sponge thing. Well, according to that episode, they they stopped selling them, so maybe it's true. I don't know. (laughs) I was a bit young in the nineties at that point. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But the Dave Dave Puddy, it's his her her boyfriend at the time. So the interview she does with, I don't know if you're a sponge material man. No. I love the lane. Was so... <laughs> the amazing so show. Now that's what I watch on um on Netflix again when I'm eating because and it's much better than How I Met Your Mother anyway because I told you they removed How I Met Your Mother. Oh, so that's my well, two go sitcom right now for the billionth yeah, I need to, time. I I last time I rewatched Seinfeld was like three four years ago. I'm mm. due for a rewatch. I I I'm due for it. I'm I'm gonna do a it's always sunny, which I, mm. I consider to be the spiritual sequel to Seinfeld. I want I, I haven't seen early seasons in such a long time. Same. That would be a good one. Three. That would be a good one. I think that's a good idea. I think if so I watch good. it now, Man. I would pick up on so many things that I hadn't spotted back then. Yeah. Did you see the podcast I sent you, by the way? Oh, I watched <laughs> yeah, actually, so I good, have man. a podcast now, right? But yeah, I watched the yeah, teaser. Yeah trailer that you that you sent yeah yeah no it's every they watch every episode and then they sort of kind of talk about the yeah. episode and really they just chill it's so funny man it's so funny because yeah. the debate like, is like should we make a video podcast wait what's a video podcast and then right that's yeah. like kind of- <laughs> well the first uh, 12 episodes is just audio then okay it ah like so maybe that's where the joke yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah but man it's so good it's it's the real life characters is just the slightly dim, like dim as in like the colors are not so like it feels like they they basically exaggerate their personalities to an extent in yeah. the show. So it's great. It's a great yeah. podcast. It's awesome, so good. awesome show. But okay, yeah. anything else on Mr. Joe Rogan? Oh no, I, I well no, or I feel removed. So this was a quite a spiraling conversation. 
All right, Sam. So I think once again, we milked the segment as much as we could, had as much fun as possible. No Whoopi Goldberg this week. As I mentioned last week, I think they did her a favor for once, honestly. <laughs> Telling her to sit back for two weeks like this. If not, we would have had um, some Whoopi Goldberg fun too. But unfortunately, I, I, that's not there anymore. We should, yeah. I, I still think we should email her about the whole Armenian genocide. <laughs> <laughs> Was that about race or no? What? It's about people. <laughs> So how people treat people. No, everything. man. <laughs> Call it what it is. <laughs> but, but okay. Yeah. Let's move on to our uh, new kind of segment here that we're doing for this one. I don't know how regular it would be. But this... Uh, I hope. Yeah. We'll do it. I but mean, we're not making any promises we can't hold. Or, you know, maybe they'll happen every now and then. We shall see. You know, they can. we have a few series with this. A few segments, sorry. That aren't regular. But they make their appearance in this three hour long or four hour long podcast <laughs> we do so this one is called um well, it's not called that but sam book report let's call it so sam has read a book this week and <laughs> he's here not to a, share with us his unorthodox views and take on the book <laughs> it's not un- no what no it's a really not all my views are unorthodox but um yeah uh, no i it was fascinating to me so i thought I've have I have never read Moby Dick. Uh, you know, uh, I think like I, I've only seen the movies and the TV. I think there was a TV adaptation with what's his name, uh, Patrick Stewart and stuff. Do you know Moby Dick? At least you're familiar with the story, right? Listen, I've literally only heard Moby Dick. I've never read the book. I've never read the show. I've never seen no, but the you show. Know the... I've never seen the movie, and I and I honestly don't even know what the plot is about and oh as you know God. i never read fiction and i still don't read um fiction no, i'm just not into it and yeah i've, I've never mean, even heard it so actually tell me summarize quickly what's the story about all right i did well but, but not, before yeah. that just tell me do you have to do you know about like hercules yeah okay <laughs> all right just check <laughs> but now about, i was okay, just this is for iranian audience do you know about rostam no you kidding Rostam you don't know Rostam maybe I've so, heard of Rostam Sohrab Rostam Esfandiar no oh my god what the fuck man like seriously seriously I'm saying this is live oh my god oh my god How, oh I feel okay I feel but let's stick to right. Moby Dick for this one <laughs> No, no, uh, anyway, yeah. and don't okay. and make a very quick summary because I'm sure I'm the only person here <laughs> who doesn't know. Well, Moby Dick is a very it's considered American sort of like classic literature, but it's uh, I never read it uh, in English at least. I think I may have read a summary at some point, but it's about this guy, Captain Ahab. It, the main character is Ishmael. I mean, it's all that debate if. It's a reliable narrator, not not the famous line. The book has started called me Ishmael. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 Ishmael, it's about uh, Captain Ahab. Captain Ahab is this uh, sea captain, I guess. And he has this uh, revenge against the whale because this whale has sort of, um, I, his, I think he had uh, sort of uh, took off his leg. Mm-hmm. 
if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay. Yeah, I feel I, like I must have seen like, okay, but yeah. I haven't, I, I just started the book. I haven't even finished the book. So I haven't even gotten to Ahab yet on chapter seven or eight. And yeah, so it's about him. It's mainly, it's about uh, you, uh, some people argue it's like Captain Ahab's futile attempt at uh, hunting down a sort of this natural, this monster of nature that is, you know, this white whale, I don't know if, you know, you've heard the phrase, the mm -hmm. whale, like his whale, it comes from, I think it comes from Moby Dick that, you know, this, and some people argue it's a theme for sort of, uh, sort of trying to, uh, what do you say, uh, trying to achieve a certain masculinity that is unachievable or dealing with trauma or, you know, there's all these motifs to it and, it's very. It's considered one of the you know greatest uh, works of literature, written by Herman Melville, and all that. Uh, uh, but Watch out, don't put I, your hand. Oh yeah, perfect. It just oh, like cut lowers the volume. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I was getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but what uh, what I found. Yeah, tell us about your that, interesting take. Now that now that you that's told my, me what my take. I, oh, okay. I knew. I knew about this. I had read about that there is a level of homoeroticism yeah. in this book. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, and it's very common, especially you go beyond like 100 years ago before. Most poetry is basically like about little, oh, that <laughs> little boy looks really attractive. <laughs> oh, like, I'm sorry, but Percy Shelley and Byron and Hafez and a lot of Iranians um, like it's all about oh my god that man looks really pretty doesn't <laughs> but you know so but man this is like I I'm not sure I would like if anybody can clarify it to me is this is this supposed to be funny or it feels like it like it feels like a, it's so homoerotic it yeah. is extremely homoerotic. Like there is this, like there's these chapters. The main character, Shmuel, is going through looking for a place to sleep. And I don't know if it's, I'm not sure because it's written in the past, if it's so homoerotic, because like in the past, there, like in the future, like words have changed their meanings. But he's constantly like, yes, there's I'm looking for a place to sleep but the man is not giving me a place to sleep. I'm looking for a harpooning. He says a harpooning man would be a good man to have on my back. And, uh, but would I have anyone on my back? Is that even a clean thing to have? I'm not the type of man who would have any type of semen on his back. I mean, is this, I was like laughing out loud. I was literally laughing out loud. I wasn't sure if this was on purpose or this was like, it was supposed to be funny. So what do others uh, say? What do others say? Do they think that it was, Done on purpose. No, uh, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people are apologists, I would say, mm. uh, in a sense that for you have them, the same people, I disagree with them wholeheartedly. You have the same people in Iranian poetry that, oh no, they didn't mean a, a man when they said they love a man. Man was a representation of uh, affection for a fellow mm -hmm. human being and yeah. God and blah, 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 blah. So there's a lot of that sort of, no, back in Herman Melville's days, mm -hmm. you know, men used to sleep in the same bed. They used to, you know, 
put their penises inside each other and it was not gay <laughs> like well i don't know but not that there is anything wrong with that not that anything <laughs> is wrong with that but you know if you do that activity like, there's a certain name and it's exactly as you said there's nothing wrong with it and then uh, but then i googled it and it turned out there is uh, another american uh, author who i have very little knowledge about nathaniel nathaniel hawthorne and there are all these sort of rumors that, yeah, Melville may have been homosexual or may have been a bisexual. I mean, he was a, a seaman. <laughs> he was, I, no pun intended, <laughs> he was a seaman. But, but uh, he, uh, and he uh, you know, it's usually it is commonly attributed to men on voyages with other men with lack of access to, Like you going know, to prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Catholics, uh, so, you know, <laughs> Catholic free, you know, it's usually that's something associated with, so there is a lot of rumors about, there's a lot of pictures him and Nathaniel Hawthorne sort of putting <laughs> their hands around each other's shoulders and, you know, uh, and back in the days when you, you could only take one picture like every 30 years, you must think there <laughs> must have been a lot of affection there. Like, you know, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one picture I'm going to take in my life is going to be with Nathaniel Hawthorne. Okay. <laughs> so, but it's a great book. I must say, it's I'm actually laughing out loud because it's just mm -hmm. genuinely like there is this whole bit that he's like considering that whether he's going to take this bet that he's going to share with this harpooning man and it's just it's almost like a Seinfeld sort of sort of solid you know like monologue like uh, you know typical Larry David like <laughs> eh, I don't know if I want that seaman he's a bit dirty uh, it's really good it's yeah. I'm, I'm so far I mean it's a bit hard it's got a bit of a tough vocabulary but it's good I see yeah I mean it was written in the 1850s I see right now so quite a while yeah ago. but funnier than i thought though it's mm. just the tone is more down to earth than i thought like even from the start call me a smile you know it's very i don't know it's good it's, i'm enjoying it but nice. uh, again but but i thought like there will be some you know because usually when they say there is homoeroticism you have to like it's there are movies that they say are homoerotic and i see them i'm like i don't get it like what's the <laughs> yeah like homoerotic this one it was just like in your face it's so good so interesting i see it so you you sold the book well like sometimes i hear of fiction books right and i'm like hey that sounds really uh, interesting and fun oh, i, I should one. go read it but then after a little bit i'm just like i mean reading takes time it's not like watching a movie in two hours and i find these other non-fiction books so much more fun and entertaining so I just dropped the fiction book. That, that's what happened. Because, I mean, I didn't used to read until, you know, I was in uni and then things changed. Then I started reading and no, I tried but... fiction a few times. And even, you know, that famous book by Orwell, what's it called? 19... Um, Orwell, I'm not a fan of 81 Orwell, or whatever. 1984. <laughs> even that one, even that one, that's actually one of the only fiction books I tried to read. Short, and I was reading, yeah. I was like, yeah, beginning interesting and interesting and Orwell all that. And then it... Then there's like the segment that's like about like you know the love between the two main characters and like more about that and then i was immediately bored and i was like if this wasn't a movie i would watch it but yeah Fast now i'd rather go like... back reading the non-fiction <laughs> stuff that's yeah. that's kind of my issue with fiction books and i guess i don't get that enjoyment that many people do so they don't see this look problem. the thing about i think you're very i think i'm i mean it's gonna sound harsh but you're i mean 
fiction I'm an idiot. is just a bit on fiction, yeah. Lack because, imagination. Lack <laughs> imagination, exactly. Because and by the way, Einstein talking Einstein said that a, a measure of a man's intelligence is his imagination. Hey, don't turn so, Einstein stuff around on me as if I'm something like the Einstein admirer. He's like as if I got Einstein posters on my wall. I don't know where you got that from. I am, I am. So I'm just I'm not you know, saying I hate to... him. <laughs> anyway, go on, sorry. No, I'm using Einstein again. No, but I would say the thing about I would say the thing about non-fiction writing is that it's extremely limited, really. You know, it's really, you either have the empiricist kind or the analytical kind. Yeah. That's it, right? Uh, you know, but, political but philosophy, fiction, it's kind of like, it borders analysis. onto fiction. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> An- analysis, yes, yes. Yes, Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan or Plato's Atlantis. I mean, it is pretty much fiction. Yo, so, Plato's uh, Republic and stuff. Now, that's interesting fiction. fiction. That's I mean, fascinating I, fiction, I mean, interesting. Is, yeah, yeah, I hate, I mean, I must say, I despise Plato as well. So, yeah, but uh, I would say, yeah, but fiction and with fiction, for example, historical fiction, with history, real history, there is a limit to mm-hmm. what we know. All right. At the end of the day, we cannot uh, speculate historically about what was going on in Julius Caesar's head. Mm-hmm. Right. But in fiction, when you read Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, he can do that. And it doesn't matter. It's not history. It's yeah. about the whole fucking, no, you're right. maybe it was like that. And so, you can say the same thing about I a love movie. That. And, yeah, oh, yeah. You, I mean, exactly, movies, yeah. of course, majority of movies. Yeah, so are, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, you there. like movies. You don't, it's not like you just watch documentary. Well, <laughs> yeah. even movies, <laughs> you know, I don't like them that much. <laughs> And they yeah, go, much, not, they yeah, go yeah. by much faster. But no, no, no. Fair point that how fiction you can make observations about real life, perhaps that no, are even uh, uh, more interesting, truths get you thinking even more just because it's quote unquote a bit fiction. So yeah, I 100% and, and um, again, agree I with say, you there. For, I would say that you had a like, I would suggest reading some like Rudyard Kipling, Joseph Conrad, George Orwell is a very dry writer. He mm-hmm. famously wanted to. He was somebody who was extreme. I, I'm not at all a fan of his writing. Very dry, very simplistic writing. He was very, I mean, I, I kind of agree with him. I hate these people who sort of insert Latin to English. Mm. But he was very super like anti using big vocabulary, using simple sentences. He broke his own rules, by the way. All the, he was one of these assholes who would constantly give out rules and then himself would not. Hmm. It's just dick, a complete dick. I, uh, he had, a, by the way, who people who think he was a leftist go read about his blacklist yeah but the uh, communist a, thing right i remember discovering yeah, 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 that the blacklist uh-huh. he gave to like intelligence services weren't even like you know they were doing their <laughs> thing it was like no guys you should look out for these guys they are yeah. they i mean so i'm yeah i would say animal form is a better one animal form is much better than 1984 is 1984 is i mean sorry you mentioned that book is one of the books i hate the mm. most because it is clearly written by somebody who had never ever experienced any form of uh, difficulty in my view or real like he never lived in a real dictatorial state or he never really gained the level of intelligence to under because dictate they don't work like i think it's in 1984 where houses are made out of glass and 
like police and officials can see into your house mm, and all yeah, that and that. then like the real dictatorship doesn't work like that you fucking idiot it's far more subversive and far more uh, i mean yeah, yeah i mean i don't Brave know as much work. about as orwell to have um you know opinion at Sorry, the level that you do however me I me as either. well no no but me too when i like learned one or two or three things um about him including that list maybe they're maybe you know fixating on that too much it seemed like he's not exactly who like oftentimes in the left you think he was It seems like there was more to him. Was a, so I'm no, definitely not surprised uh, but, by things that No, I would say I would uh, disagree with you there in that sense that there was less to him. Mm. He was extremely... I mean, it depends how you look at it. Was your, he was your typical fucking, uh, you know, graduate student who, oh, I want to go fight the fascists in Spain. And oh, but the left is mean too. There are bad people there too. So, oh my God, any system can become a dictatorship. Oh, any, any system of control is dictatorship oh oh be afraid be afraid a typical liberal bourgeois pathetic uh, sorry 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 There's, i i don't know how we got from <laughs> i was trying to well, i herman melville only book i knew but yeah if maybe you can sorry, finish paying I, your yeah. respects and then we can <laughs> respect herman <laughs> well done but Yeah, sorry about that. But I would say, yeah, try, I would suggest, like, because some, besides the fact that fiction allows you to get to the truth, there is, like, when I read, uh, there is an article I read later, like, whenever there is a good use of language, like Joseph Conrad, or, you know, I love Heart of Darkness, like, you really, it's fun. It's really Shakespeare, man. Shakespeare, now that I really, I've read more and I can understand more of his stuff, like play on words puns i know it's a stupid but yeah it's no fun. no i really like these things in a non-fiction setting <laughs> no i'm joking <laughs> i like these things yeah i feel like maybe a, a period in my life will come where i'll discover some fiction books that i really like and then i, I might get really into it but I let's would, see again, i don't know reading marcusa's say- arrows and civilization is pretty fun too so yeah, i don't yeah, know no, which one yeah. i would fall back on to I would say, to be fair, like, again, comedy. I would say comedy writing is the best place to, like, Tristam Shandy. Uh, Trist- yeah. Uh, yeah, that's also else? one thing I'm not so into, you know. You know, like, comedians, I'm very limited on who I know. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah. like, reading comedy is so... I don't know. I, it's one hmm, of the most... Reading comedy. Well, have I ever read comedy? Oh, mostly I've read comedy. I've never read but... comedy in my life. What's reading comedy? I mean, comedic books like comedic uh, books. like i mean they're different they're joke books i've yeah. read joke books i've read comedy poetry there's a like iranian poetry is very satirical mm. uh, so you know that's fun there is but joke books i like i love joke books i love offensive joke books mm. i love the limericks do you know limericks i once knew a man from kentucky who's who's what was it who's Oh, whose dick was so long he could suck it? It rhymes, but it's like root joke. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Delivered it well there. <laughs> yeah, it was on top of my head. But so I all kinds of comedy books. I love them. I love them. It's just, I think it's the best. I mean, comedy books and history books, because history mm. is genuinely fucking hardcore, like 
dark. It's like <laughs> most horror movies are like, fuck this, we're yeah. not touching this. This is too dark. You know? No, that's for sure. But okay, nice stuff, nice stuff. Anything else you want to mention or should we move on? No, to no, some... sorry, tangent, big tangent. No, I, no, no. I'm sure I'm going to get a bit of a backlash on uh, George Orwell. I do, like, just to clarify, it's a subjective view. I have no value judgment there. I just animated about my, it's not a, you know, yeah. It's nah, I don't think art. it'll be too bad. But okay, let's move on to some progressive geopolitics. So I see one of the first stories that we have is Russia, Ukraine. I don't know if you have much um, to talk about there or you wanted to refer people mainly to to video on the analysis news, the interview done oh, with yeah, Alexander I... Buzgalin, a Marxist Buzgalin. Leftist, leftist professor from Russia who is from was really great. Moscow's yeah. Marxist Institute of Marxist <laughs> Studies of Marxism. <laughs> Marxism! <laughs> But he's great at demystifying about, you know, the Russia and Ukraine ties and cultures and what is going on. And he didn't even talk necessarily about Ukraine that much or like NATO that much like everybody else. He was more talking about Russia and culture and society and um, all these kind of things. Both critical of Russia, but also being realistic and stuff. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's very critical for like a professor for about his own country. Because Paul J kept on saying, like, you can say the same thing about the U.S. He's like, well, I know a little bit about the U.S., but it's true. But then he brought it right back you know, <laughs> to Russia. I'm, I'm a Russian. I talk about Russia. <laughs> yeah. No, he's great. I've seen a lot on yeah, the real I, news and analysis news. I, yeah, that's where I've seen him before. But, yeah, he was great. Uh, and also, uh, useful idiots had the... I forget her name. Uh, amazing, uh, one of oh, shit, uh, she's a that. professor. I think she was married to Stephen Cohen. Oh, I should have watched that. Yes, me. I think Katie Halper mentioned as well. Yeah, I think you didn't watch it. It was no, good. It was shit. Really good. Yeah, I sent it. It was a long time ago. Yeah. This week was busy. <laughs> yeah, but um, might have to go back there. I must say, I feel like. Uh, uh, there was her and Kim Iverson on the hill did mm. a thing about uh, I mean let me just put this uh, just the news bit is that uh, America sent about 3,000 like soldiers to uh, Poland or was it Ukraine I think it was I'm Poland not, yeah I'm not sure yeah uh, sorry anyway sent to Eastern Europe as a sort of to bolster and then Russia and Belarus performed a sort of a military parade including 30,000 <laughs> Russian troops <laughs> on the, in Belarus. So, you know, it's just, I love it that Americans are like, yeah, let's send one gun with, you know, with, with a magazine that is half full, not fully full. And then I'm sure the Russians will back it up. I'm sure. Yeah. But at the same time, Kim Iverson did a segment and the lady who I think was fantastic and useful idiots. I do feel like they were like, you know, there is this campaign that escalate tensions with Russia and blah, blah, blah. I do think they are over overestimating the potential for war with Russia. I don't think there is going to be a hot war there. At the maximum, it's going to be like the five, six years ago, sort of a local fighting yeah. between groups. And I think, yeah, they are trying to escalate tensions to sell more weapons. They don't want a war. I mean, I don't think the deepest state wants a war with Russia. Uh, they are not crazy. I mean, they are crazy in a sense that they are willing to sell weapons to the end of the goddamn earth. But um, 
yeah, I don't think there is an imminent threat of a World War Three or anything like that. No, I would agree with you there. I mean, that's a sentiment. Again, that's what I hope is the case. So yeah, exactly. To leverage more gun sales and the 3000 troops. Yeah, you're right. They went to Poland, but also Germany and Romania. So whether you said Poland or Eastern Europe, both, <laughs> both of them worked out <laughs> kind well. of correct. And yeah, and also the the gas thing. I don't know how much that's playing right now to also, you know, like I mentioned last time, the US has become such a bigger exporter of liquefied natural gas. So maybe that's also a new angle with their whole with their attacks on Russia and, you know, what they're trying to have Russia to have less contracts with Europeans. Maybe they can't do anything about the Germans, but maybe making sure that the UK get their gas from them or other things. And yeah, and why not sell weapons, right? Because apparently they gave money to Ukraine and they come back and buy weapons from the Americans, of course. Very interesting. The professor was also talking about how big of a um, gun in this, sorry, not weapons industry there is in Ukraine and how historically it's always been the case. So it was like very, that was also very uh... interesting. And also yeah, the role I, of the military industrial complex in Russia. I mean, he kind of talked about how everything and anything falls under that um, really. So that was also I, really interesting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, that's the thing. That's why I hate it when people, there are some people like Ben Norton and stuff talking about Russia, China or Iran or where Caleb Maupin forging a new path. Mm-hmm. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? It's the same, but it's like the, the smaller cartel. You know, yeah. like in a different context cartel. so you're forced to do um, and behave in different ways uh, yeah, yeah but like yeah okay yeah but that different circumstances like nothing, yeah yeah but it doesn't yeah. anyway like you are the same like you're just a smaller cult yeah, yeah anyway uh but yeah that's why i hate sometimes when people talk about china and stuff like as if this is like going to be a new path it's going to be the same shit yeah trust me. i mean just because uh, there is a l- insane amount of bullshit china propaganda doesn't mean that anything that you say on the other side is true that's just propaganda from the other no, side really yeah. or simplification no. or romanticizing no no my 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 main uh, sort of mm-hmm. uh, point of contention is with motivations mm-hmm. nobody in nowhere in no entity whether it's a corporation or a government entity is motivated by the common good yeah. i think that's a lie no that's exactly uh, so, what i was trying to say so because pe- people will point out that uh, china's behavior in Africa, for instance, is you can is say more oh, communal. is almost categorically different than the way the U.S. behaves. But they're both trying to achieve their own objectives and advance their own situation. It's just that China, because of circumstances and context, is forced to do it so much more to this exactly. way that and is actually be- it can actually be beneficial for people because they have to do it through investment and infrastructure and building and that's and, by the way that's throwing exactly money. exactly what the usa did after world war ii with us and europe mm-hmm. back then they were looking for markets to sell consumer goods so they invested uh you know money to expand those markets mm-hmm. in europe it you know now they are looking for markets to sell guns so they mm-hmm. start wars so i mean this idea that no this is sorry Again, on a tangent. No, no, Just, no. I, I mean, hate a re- it when good tangent I, I, tangent. I find it a bit of a reverse 
orientalism in a sense mm. that you know uh, edward say talks about this mm-hmm. oriental like no you are I, I, who was i reading recently this idea of a noble savage you know you are either this savage that is a you know russian scum gangster you know uh, blah 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 or you are this noble you know Oh, I am not part of civilization. Yeah. I am with my wolf fighting against <laughs> the tide of modernity. Oh, fuck off! Like, stop, grow up. These are caricatures. Uh, but I was I wanted to say about you you, Ukraine. Talking of fiction and how fiction can help you educate yourself. I don't know. Do you recall that movie, Lord of War? Yes. With, that was uh, about with Jack the, Nicholson. Jack no, uh, Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> You're dyslexic. You're dyslexic. <laughs> Man, this dyslexic thing is what's going to get us in trouble with this episode. I can... I'm dyslexic. But do you have your certificate you, somewhere? You can you pull up that certificate? I, I can't. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> but yeah, Nicolas Cage, uh, that is a character, his character is of a Jewish-Ukrainian background. And I don't know if you recall, he, he's uh, the Soviet Union falls and he gets super happy and he starts kissing the screen and then he makes mo- his money through uh, going to Ukraine and you know there is basically a state infrastructure is collapsing mm-hmm. so you have for example he has I think this like a uncle or some family friend who is in charge of a sort of a uh, you know repository for weapons and arms so he starts selling those to around the world and all that one of the by the way fantastic movie like you know that's what i mean like fiction like you watch that movie and For sure you, you read you can read 10 studies about arm industry but that movie in my view crystallizes more yeah. yeah no 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 i agree with you there definitely yeah it was uh yeah so the ukraine thing kind of now that you mentioned the guy says that ukraine has this big arm industry because ukraine by the way i mean russia has a really sick like I, I mean, I doubt Russia will allow Ukraine to, you know, I think they will take the East because mm-hmm. Russia has been invaded three times through the same route. Wow. There is a reason that part yeah. is sort of <laughs> militarized and, yeah. you know. No, for so sure. Exactly. And I mean, both Napoleon and Hitler's plan was to basically go from Odessa to uh, Caspian Sea and cut off Russia from waterways, you know. So, yeah, of course, they're going to be you know uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. So. i know no it's just it's funny i mean I'm, I'm there might be flaws in what i'm saying right now and i'm far from I'm very far from being any kind of whatsoever expert on russia but you know you see all these maps that they show about the troops build up right a it's funny there's been like i don't know if i have a tweet on this a few like english and like u.s diplomats but english diplomats being like russia has to withdraw its troops and stuff but <laughs> I it's mean, in they're, Russia. They're, they're, they're in Russia. <laughs> and sure, maybe they increased the, the troops that they have there. I'm sure this can be checked factually and whatnot. But even on Al Jazeera, the guy was showing the map of like where the things where you know the people are. And even the professor, which we talked about, he said they're 200, 300 kilometers into Russia. And he was showing some map, some of them, the troops, they were like way, way into Russia. And I mean, 
in Russia, I know Russia is a big country, but I'm pretty sure most of the happening, like Moscow is there, St. Petersburg is there. Most of the things happening are on this west side of Russia, right? They're not going to, sure, maybe they send population and useful things that they do and troops, like they're not going to send, okay, all our troops go chill. You see on the north over there, (laughs) on the northeast. Yeah, I think that's a great place. I mean, I might be completely oversimplifying it a bit. I might be wrong. It's just like something to take into consideration. I mean, perhaps when you're talking I mean, about to be, that. I mean, okay, again, another controversial thing. To be honest, Kiev, as far as I'm concerned, is part of Great Russia. Like Russia, Kiev has historically been the capital of Russian Rus people. Rus. Okay, go read fucking history. Just because 20 years ago some asshole decided we're gonna come up with a new nation, it doesn't like mm. suddenly create a whole. Uh, I, anyway, but yeah, I, I mean, Americans. The I mean, it's so funny the idea that yeah, there are American troops in their own country. <laughs> America has troops in like every yeah. other country. Like besides Russia, yeah. Iran, and China, or, America or, has bases everywhere. And they're like, oh, they're yes. doing trainings or whatever. Like. America goes everywhere, like way outside of America, and conducts training. Yeah, or they do like training, you know, where they're near the China Sea or where they come in the Middle East and they do trainings and all these uh, whatever. They're not called trainings. What are they called there? But yeah, the things that no, no, exercises. Exercises. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I would say. at the same time, though, I, I, I hate, I mean, okay, I agree with all of the things you said, but I don't understand when people say, oh, America is, you know, doing this. Why is America doing this? Why is America? Well, I mean, I'm sure if Russia was in the position of power, they would be in mm-hmm. Mexico. You know what I mean? Like, whoever is in power does this. This, oh, my God, I can't believe mm-hmm. it sort of attitude yeah. towards, like, everybody who's been in power in history, like Romans, when they could, they interfered in, like, Central African, mm. like, but, like, it's just, like, nobody ever goes, no, this region, no, I'm yeah. not, no, this is, sorry, guys, I'm not going to intervene, I'm going to be a good guy, <laughs> nobody has ever done that, yeah. all right, so this idea that, you know, oh, no, no, 100%. why is America? And the behaviors of superpowers, whether it's contemporary or over time, they'll vary and the behaviors of course vary because everything is based on context and circumstance and how you can achieve your objectives so that's like americans can achieve it in one way the chinese can achieve it in one way the russians can achieve in one way because they have different advantages and positions so their behavior of course is not going to be exactly the same but you're totally right the the ideas behind it are the same which is to improve our own position in the world it's always, it's, yeah it's uh, you know it's always been the same yeah. goddamn formula algorithm it's always been yeah. more money that's why we got to see how it is in practice you know because you can't just be against superpowers but you can you know fight against superpowers and maybe hope that it'll be like a different kind of superpower or maybe you can have a few superpowers and then they cancel each other out to a large extent I mean, so every, i mean all these have to do with the circumstances and the i am hoping to get to be honest a job at the superpower but you know <laughs> i don't know what you're aiming i'm not well you know, to take it to down from it. the inside right yeah, <laughs> sure sure yes 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 okay to take it down not to enrich myself <laughs> or to have a villa in italy so and, fir- you first you want to join the democratic party Turn it inside out, you know, from inside. Oh, yeah, change it. Put Bernie on you the become, top. Then you're actually, moving. Yeah. 
So this is going to be a good segue on. to our next story. But yeah, become a democratic <laughs> strategist <laughs> and slowly move your way. No, man. I mean, like you have, like, I, I want to be rich and I want to, you know, live like a, a Roman emperor or whatever. But, uh, you know, I have my, like, I, there are easier ways to get rich. <laughs> but okay, Sam, uh, let's continue. Let's go to the next story. Shall we? Yeah. Okay. Which one do you want to do now, though? Do you want to, you got carried, you want to go to the UK? No, no, let's do democratic. I think it's time. The democratic strategist. So, yeah. So, have- well, all right. Oh, my God. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Camille, for, I mean, yeah. Did you see the two videos I sent you? One was from very end of the week and one was just last night. From the democratic strategist. Is it the same one? Yeah. Who does it? I've only seen one video. No, no, it? it's two ones. No, no, there is the black guy. Oh, okay, yeah. So I've seen that one before, yeah. Yeah. So there were a couple of democratic strategies that went on. I love the hill, by the way. Uh, I really, I mean, the it's rising, so perfect, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, it's almost like I'm back. Whenever I watch it, I get this nostalgic view that I'm back in my childhood when you could <laughs> watch the news and trust the news. Like there was a balance, you know, like when you're a kid, you think news. Oh, news is right. Anyway, yeah. but uh, yeah, they had uh, this guy. What were they talking about? The uh, black guy and the lady who was a bit more. Oh, they were talking Kamala Harris. Kamala yeah, Harris. the first one I mean, about Kamala Harris, but yeah, the one Kamala from yesterday. Harris, no, no, no. The Kamala Harris one. Let's focus on that. Yeah. So they're talking about the Kamala Harris and they say that uh, they get into the whole identity politics and the lady, I think she's more of a libertarian. I'm not sure. She says, I love her, by the way. She's been on twice and she's a killer. That yeah. He, like every time she owns the other guy like that, man. I love her <laughs> so much. And she was like, uh, yeah, they, she was saying that it was probably not a good idea to say that the next Supreme Court justice is going to be chosen because she's a, like, you can choose a woman and she clarified, and I like to clarify that I think there is plenty of women, plenty of women of color who are more than qualified for the position of Supreme Court, who's not yeah. even, I think, is that, like, there are women who are performing at far greater positions already or in the past, so, you know, but then it's not a good idea to say that, yeah, we are choosing people based on this rationale because it's sort of in the minds of the masses and majority of people may reduce the thing to, okay, so she's only got there because of that, right? And then the guy that democratic is, I mean, by the way, I feel like I love the word strategy. When yeah. I was a kid, I was like, I want to be a strategy. I feel disgusted by that word. I yeah, feel that word democratic is strategies. Between these you can't two, can't strategize going to a fucking bathroom. I think without getting their like ass wet. And this is the same guy, of course, who earlier on that day or the day before had that was great on the take about Holocaust, about Holocaust and Whoopi Goldberg. It's a very new. I already have that slogan. clip. I already have that clip. So hold on, let me just play this clip. Look, I think when you're talking about the Holocaust, it's such a nuanced discussion that like stay away from it. Like, let historians talk about the Holocaust. Let people who are experts talk about it in, like, a nuanced conversation. Whoopi Goldberg is probably not the person to be getting into a nuanced conversation about what the Nazis were thinking uh, during the 1940s. Yeah, I'm sure that she's not alone in her confused understanding of the Holocaust. I would just like to say, however, that the Holocaust was not a nuanced situation. You had Nazis who hated Jews and wanted to exterminate them and tried their hardest to do that. 
I, I don't think re-education for Whoopi Goldberg is the answer. I don't think we need to send her packing off to get a better understanding of the Holocaust. She's an older woman. She's had plenty of time to get her understanding and this is where she's landed in terms of having her kicked off the view for two weeks what is this some kind of like cancellation light it's absurd she's gonna come back with the same views that she has now and if she has audiences and people want to watch her show then you know i guess we should just let them but yeah the holocaust is not nuanced you know it's a classic jew killing scenario just to be clear, I didn't say the Holocaust was nuanced. I said conversations around the Holocaust. Oh, are new. yeah. I would I would disagree with you on that one too. I would, I don't think there's a lot of nuance in, you know, well, like, uh, a brutal fascist. The, maybe we maybe we could say that. Right. Maybe we could say that the development of the constructions of ethnicity and race over history are nuanced <laughs> in the way that they intersect with each right. other. Okay, people saw his clip. I mean, this girl jumped on him. I love her. That was that was. He, I think we made a video, and yeah, and I called it the yes. only other person with a bad take. <laughs> the only person with a bad take. You know, a cameo. It's a very nuanced subject. Yeah. The slavery. Some you people are for it. it. Some people are against. But these democratic strategists, and I pulled up the second guy. It's about the wait, wait, teaching wait. No, sex no, and gender before, in the classroom. Yeah, before okay, yeah. going to the second guy, this guy, the second guy doesn't piss me off as <laughs> this motherfucker, man. And I loved her response, but he's such an asshole. He makes it so personal. He's like, yeah. oh, you're, like you're pretending you never uh, benefited from your background. As if he know, I mean, okay, I don't yeah. know if they're maybe they're friends or whatever. But do you know her background? Do you know what she has gone through? Do you know her family? Like, do you know if her mother, maybe her mother? I mean, the the arrogance I mean, in that yeah. man. And then I loved it that she didn't respond by saying, "Oh, I am blah blah blah." She said, "Why is this a personal thing? Why are mm. you making it a like? Why are you such a pathetic fucking fool?" And I mean, the I, only oh my thing God, to I, his oh. only thing to his defense is that he could be like, "No, I didn't mean." you i just meant you as in people and you guys are saying that it's unfair for someone to get an advantage because of their race and i'm just pointing out that this wouldn't be the first time that it's happening that you're getting something beneficial advantageous because of your your race it happens all the time or your skin color so to okay, speak did, did she say it was the first time did she say it was no, no 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 case? it's not the first fight just saying that you know i think just the argument I'm that you sorry, know you shouldn't get look, something just Biden, because of your skin color. You could say that you Biden, know. Look, listen, it, ha- it happens all the time. Of, yeah, okay, it happens all the time. But Democrats and Biden brought up this subject. Yeah. No, but it wasn't like she went to them and said, "Are you gonna put a uh, black yeah, lady yeah. there? Are you gonna put a black lady there?" They brought it up. So they are. Uh, so she's in the position to. It's kind of like Christopher Hitchens used to say that. Like religious people, they make a claim, they mm-hmm. should prove it. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, I'm you make a claim that there was a creation and there was a plan and all yeah. that. You prove it. It's not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm not gonna be able to prove the negative of your mm-hmm. argument. This is ridiculous. So yeah, I thought he was a very rude and I mean again, I love it when I mean he had a bad are... day, that guy. Because I'm pretty sure both those videos were recorded <laughs> in the same day. And with the, with the Holocaust one, he got got badly. Oh, come on, Kamir. Holocaust is a very, mm-hmm. you know, it's a non-subject. Some people are for it. Some people are against it. So he <laughs> got got badly. And no, then, I, I, I yeah. hate people where they do ad hominem and they pretend as if they are the 
they have the moral authority just yeah. shut the fuck up like you and and i must say i love it when people are much better that i would not be able to keep my cool she was so like she's such a like a she should have been an assassin or something <laughs> she should have been one of the hashashins well, she was like you know i don't wanna i don't engage in personal attacks i just destroy you <laughs> it was really like you know that movement in a star trek the guy what was his name he, like there is a move he does on your neck and, and he just, the- <laughs> he just, he just, he just <laughs> but man, i'm sure she couldn't believe i mean the, the second one right where they get into like the supreme court and all this black he doesn't do his mistake isn't that bad so i mean like yeah sure she did very well to you know counter and not take that personal attack but with the first one, she must have been like, wow, I came on here to talk about Whoopi Goldberg. And this guy just literally said the same thing that Whoopi was kind of saying. And it just dropped on her lap. Her life might have changed <laughs> after that day. I don't know if like that's the day that she goes back and she became uh, famous. Because that guy, oh, that, I feel that like, one was so bad. Like, you know, no, man, I feel with like this she one was also I feel like she like everybody else was like, what? What do you mean it's a nuance? What are you talking about? Like, if there is one subject that is not nuanced, it's genocide, you idiot. <laughs> like, and, and it's like, she maybe leave that story. That I was must a... say, though, I haven't seen this video, but I saw the title and I was like, you know, that guy who I really liked who came on Brianna Joy Gray, the guy who was a black activist from like 60s. We did a couple of shows on him. Uh, sort of goatee, white goatee, bald head, Darnell, something like that. One of those sort of French-sounding black names, I think. Oh, um, you're you're talking about what's his name? Um, yes, he has a very French-sounding name. You're talking got no. Yeah, something. Anyway, people who watch us probably know much better than we do. But anyway, I saw the title. I haven't seen the video, but I was like, I don't want to get angry. So I, I, my blood pressure is already high. So it was like forgetting, forgiving Whoopi Goldberg and stuff. And I genuinely think Whoopi Goldberg is getting way too much. People are saying, okay, Megan McCain said the stupidest stuff. She never got blah, blah. She should get blah, blah. She, Megan McCain should no, never be allowed to have any... No, everyone is being extremely nice to Whoopi nice. Goldberg. I mean, I mean everybody she said bad such for a her. stupid thing. Yeah. She said such a stupid thing. I'm sorry, but I'm not even one of those people who's that, like, you know, caring about Holocaust or anything. But it was such a... It was definitely about race. Mm, yeah. And no, it's not forgivable that you don't understand that... I'm, I'm sorry, not, oh, because she comes from a black background. She's an eight-year-old woman yeah, who's been rich for the last 40 years. I'm sorry, but get educated. Or if you're not educated, as you said, don't be so arrogant about yeah. it, as you said. Which so, was, I mean... I don't, like, if somebody Everyone comes was tomorrow, so nice. I mean, every single person who talk, spoke about Rihanna, it, they're like, they're like we understand, I guess, where this mistake comes from in your understanding although there is there's no really no justification i really don't i don't know how they understand this but whatever and maybe that's Uh, why she won't even understand what was her mistake because if people on the news and stuff are so nice about her i'm guessing her her entourage and stuff are probably like yeah i don't know i'd really again though i do think maybe i'm like when you're from middle east like Again, if you're Iranian, if you're Arab, if, or if you're Turk, you have people from the same 
language, same culture with like, maybe that's why I don't get it, but I really don't get why like she should get a pass on this. No, not get a pass. I mean, yeah, I mean, no, we just, we understand the misunderstanding in her head for some reason in her and not for some, I guess maybe there's one or two reasons you give in her head. Racism only means a white person being bad to a black person but there apparently is no that's such a thing as a white I know, person I, I, that's are you thing. arguing with me i'm just trying to tell no, you no, what, I'm, I'm what, what be gold but it seems like that is clearly what she thought she thought <laughs> that if you like open a dictionary and maybe in some dictionaries they've rewritten like this who knows white person yeah. it says that like it's a white person no i know i know i know what you but uh, by the way if anybody's interested in just to understand how stupid racism is you know, another bit of a fictional writer, like fiction can teach you in the opposite way as well. H.P. Lovercraft, have you heard of him? He was a horror writer from America and he had the weirdest racist beliefs <laughs> out there. Like he was like, you know, the Jews are okay, but the fucking Irish, these motherfucker. <laughs> like he had the weirdest, you know, I'm fine with Germans, but Italians, these snitchy motherfuckers. Yeah. He had like very specific, highly... Ratio. So if anybody, which again is, would... is not surprising, because I've seen this in um, all kinds yeah, of parts in of the world. I mean, all people's <laughs> yeah. like racism and stuff don't yeah. make uh, any I mean, sense. Yeah, I mean racism. Yeah, I mean a race doesn't exist. Prejudice. It's a social construct. Yeah, it's prejudice. So you can you can otherify anyone, and like exactly. Whoopi Goldberg and... thinks as sometimes it's with skin color differences or. Otherwise, I categorize these behaviors as racist in the way I see racist. But I've told you, Iranians can be racist towards Arabs. One Arab can be racist towards another Arab. And if you, <laughs> only one Iranian I, can be racist towards another Arab where they no, that's, otherize actually, the other person and they, they put no, them in this ethnic kind of category. And I, the, otherization, the otherization process is fascinating because the closer people are, for example, the city my family from is Rasht. The biggest enemy of the rash mm-hmm. are not people from Tehran or people from like London. The village, no, no, the no, village no. next door, Bandera, <laughs> the Anzali port. Oh my God, those guys are the most evil guys. Uh, and then do, that province as a whole has this fucking rivalry with another province <laughs> that is. So yeah. it's the otherizing. I would say racism is a is slightly. I w- that's why I get so pissed off about Whoopi Goldberg. Like racism is such an idiotic form of even otherization. Like you have otherization based of cultural stuff, and you know it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. But there is a, you know, oh their literature is different, their way of life, blah blah. But racism is just no. They were born that way, and they like there is a. I mean, I, I think it's called the one drop of blood rule. Mm-hmm. In the US, yeah, they come up. No, I think in, they come up with the when they settle on the Jewish question in mm. Germany when they have that meeting with the fucking Nazis. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was referred maybe to. Maybe it in, was a, in the in the US a, that if you even have one drop, drop of, of so yeah, I, I mean in was, practice I, it kind of means that you, even if your dad if is white dad, but your mom is is black, you're considered um, a black person. Like, yeah, man, it's, I mean, there's this great TV movie that Kenneth Branagh plays uh, that guy who Hitler said he's too scary for me. <laughs> the race, the cold guy who 
Czechoslovakian, uh, Czech, Czech, I don't know, uh, resistant fighters murdered. He was he was somebody who Hitler said he makes me chill to my bones. Mm. He was so scary. But anyway, they have this meeting that they want to settle on the Jewish question. And it's fascinating that you see these idiots. Colin Firth is playing this scientist that is like, no, if they have a grandmother who's Jewish, maybe mm. they are not Jewish. You know, they have can have German good blood mm. in them. And you see this idiotic, like yeah. racism is just so stupid. Yeah, like course. racism is the stupidest form of, that's why I, anyway, I don't know why we got to the Whoopi one. Let's move on to the, let's move yeah, on to so the, in my the second, funniest yeah. video. Yeah. Ever. yeah. Like genuinely the funniest thing I've ever seen. So I found him. The video is called Teaching Sex and Gender in the Classroom, Rising Debates, Florida's Don't Say Gay, quote unquote, Bill. So, and yeah, it had another Democratic um, strategist on. This guy comes on the hill all the time and he, he seems to enjoy to, you know, basically public uh, flagellations of himself. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I like to clarify, I don't even know about this legislation that deeply. I don't care that deeply about this as you know we discuss education all i care about i think most of the education happens at home anyway blah 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 but uh, introduce the video because i just want to i just want to focus I mean, I, on I one did part on it so on it there's a democratic strategist there's ryan grim there there's emily jaishinsky yeah true emily gets called on and robbie suave i guess no kim yeah and they they, they it, talk about this they talk about this law where i mean Exactly. I don't know much about the law either, so I can't really apparently, say that. Apparently, okay, this is from the video. We don't yeah. know the law, so if you're mistaken, please, you know. Or the situation you know. on the ground, to be completely honest. Oh, yeah, we haven't yeah, even yeah. looked no, it up. But apparently they are teaching five-year-olds about uh, sexual identity. <laughs> is that is that seem from five-year-old onwards, that yeah. seems to be. And man, this was, oh my God, I was like last night, I was going to sleep. Then I saw this video and I was for one hour, I was just running around the house laughing. That was because you had Emily Jajinsky just went in a typical right wing, want to put you in a sort of a pincer position. Sort of, so do you think five-year-olds should be educated about sexual identity? And then the guy goes, "Uh, uh, 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 yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's, guys, why are we hiding the truth from the five-year-olds? Why are we not telling the truth to five-year-olds? We absolutely should teach them the definition of non-binary. We should teach them the definition of male and female and transgender. Absolutely. Let's not hide the truth from five-year-olds. Let's be honest about the conversation we're having in society. And because guess what? As, As was mentioned earlier, folks are looking at this on the internet and and folks are and if five-year-olds have phones five-year-old i mean there is a big six-year-old lobby going around <laughs> trying to hide the facts that the smarties are more delicious than m&ms from the five-year-old we have to tell the truth to the fo- it, i mean when he said that i was just fucking laughing my ass off when he said i mean i couldn't like i don't understand where they find these democratic <laughs> strategists i i, I like also, to know how I mean, they're powered do they don't need to say that they're democratic or... strategists because exactly they, they're like they're, they're saying they're on the same wavelength as everybody else and then they kind of have this moment where you well, say I... aha okay that's why you okay, work for the democratic party yeah. <laughs> yeah 
So Camir, Camir should be. I mean, uh, and by the way, after watching that video, I went to uh, every kid I saw on the streets, told them about Santa Claus not being real. Also, your parents probably uh, you know, they tell you you're there. You know, they love you all the same. But no, probably one of your brothers and sisters is their favorite. And you know, I I've been you know I've been telling a lot of kids. A lot of kids have been crying and running from me, but I'm just telling the truth. You know, you have to be honest with the five year old. You have to be yeah. honest. You know, and, I, but, I but, and he's like, I, you know, five year olds have mobile phones. They know everything. <laughs> he says that. What, what do they know? Oh my god. Man, I I, ser- I seriously don't know, but like, I don't know what, what is going on to does? schools. I don't know what I don't know who to believe because it I, sounds I, like it's totally different than any kind of experience I ever had in school and the topics I that agree. they discuss and the amount at a young age to everything. No, look, nothing is never like oh they're teaching this in the in the you know last year of high school or this. Everything way, apparently happens from kindergarten on, exactly all the yeah, way yeah. up. All these topics are there and they're so present and then i don't no, know it sounds like say, a bit of bullshit i would me. like to say i don't know i mean maybe there is a way i don't know that we should that's why by the way again shout out to thomas chatterton as always but that's why you should talk in details and specifically yeah. about this. maybe there is a way to teach five-year-olds in a responsible manner about sexual identity i don't know i really this is not a topic i read upon i, I can clearly think of I'm one way of, exactly off the top I of my head i don't so. i have some i must say yeah. as a per, i maybe i'm conservative but i have i'm a bit like maybe we should wait till they're 10 before talking about sex to them maybe i'm a conservative but anyway but uh yeah again i have this is a layman's opinion i have no uh scientific knowledge or reading about this but i just loved in the interview the way the guy clearly cornered just went <laughs> yeah yeah let's tell the truth to five-year-olds and i i mean maybe we should but i don't know how i don't know and i think it is not surprising if some people are shocked by that yeah is that make does that make sense no yeah, yeah no definitely although i would say i just uh, i remember reading about sexual assault cases in the children and all that and from what i understand it's better to teach children about these things early because mm-hmm. a lot of times these things happens when they don't understand it yeah so again i, I yeah. it's just it was so funny the way the guy was like no man we have to you have to tell the truth to five-year-olds yeah. five-year-olds deserve the truth I thought the next thing he's going to say is that we got to give them the vote. Give the vote. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Exactly. Right. In school, they're supposed to teach you stuff gradually. So maybe there are some stuff that you start. All I know that if I was in school, I wouldn't have understood any of these things. <laughs> so maybe they shouldn't worry about it too much. It's just passing by these kids' ears. Or maybe they're I, I just definitely... smarter than me. Is school... That's the thing. I think it's clearly the evidence is clear. School is about socialization, largely. A school, by the way, I mean until high school. Obviously, at some point, it becomes about career and all that. But yeah, this idea, I don't know. Do you remember all the fucking geometry they taught you in Iran? <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah. Algebra or physics, chemistry. I, the fuck, what was that table? Oh, the periodic the table. table. 
yeah, no, there's a guy, the guy who invented it. What was oh, name? I don't know his name, but periodic table in chemistry. That's the only table yeah. I know of. I thought, yeah, there is another name for the guy's name, like Neutron's table. <laughs> Maybe. Fuck. Anyways. Yeah, see? Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, these school things are interesting. And when you hear about them, they, they sound different. And I'm... I so you had the school yeah. things. Somebody please tell me democratic <laughs> strategies. Where they come from? How are they fuel? Is it diesel? Is it sort of a hybrid with, I don't know, solar energy? I don't know. Like, how can somebody be that? Like, how can somebody go, yeah, man, we need to tell the truth <laughs> to five-year-olds. Yeah, that's that's my cause. I don't know. But yeah, let, let's keep this going. I still, I still see that we have a few progressive geopolitics stories that we didn't finish. Do we? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you want to talk about the UK a bit. Uh, oh, we skipped Johnson. that one, yeah. No, I, I do. Uh, well... I wanted to say this that yeah you it's really funny I I was discussing this with somebody last night uh, it's just a, by the way ramblings of a madman uh, but like you know conservatives in the UK they are more socialist in their in within their country mm. like they're pro NHS let's say overall not obviously not as much as labor but but when it comes to international issues like Ukraine man conservatives are Oh my God, they're killing, they're far worse than like Democrats and mm. Republicans in the US. Johnson is killing himself. The situation has never been this dangerous. Yeah. Oh my God, the Ukrainian, Liz Truss, the most incompetent cabinet minister probably ever was. I hope, please play the cheese video of hers. Cheese video, okay. Make sure to send it to me. Of course I will. The defender of British cheese across the world. <laughs> I think I've seen that. But I think yeah, yeah. I, I've talked about it a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, she's talking. And then Guardian is like, it's, I love the Guardian, by the way. A couple of weeks ago, they were like, least trust is like the idiot. You shouldn't trust her and stuff. And now they're like, UK foreign minister takes a harsh stance against Ukraine. Do, 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 yeah. Fuck off. So yeah, uh, yeah. The just, UK seems to be to... one of the stronger voices there on like you know war is gonna happen and like you know yeah, they're closer to Russia. Yeah, right? and but I would it's I find the juxtapositioning that they are you again it's kind of like national socialism. Yeah, I was gonna know? say that's you, what you, you are, usually say. Everybody's a nationalist socialist, mm. so just saying <laughs> it's a different way. But I mean, perhaps 